welcome to the 60th episode uh, of Pixels Polygons and Fun Video Game Podcast. You talk about anything I thought you were joking when you said you weren't going to let me do it. Fuck you. Video Game Podcast. You talk about anything under the video game sun. I am your host, Shinji. With me is Riley and Colochu. How are you gentlemen doing? Sleepy. I've been disrespected. I believe the proper term is divorced. Yeah, um, tonight is the night that uh, mommy and daddy are breaking up. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaving the show, guys. This is not a meme. Just a. I know I I did this meme like 20 episodes ago. I'm actually leaving for those who are not in the Discord. Yes, and um, I was actually going to uh, post it on Twitter as soon as the episode goes live. Yeah, this is my... I, I think 60 episodes ain't bad, right? That's a... No, a lot that's of pretty respectable. Respectable amount. But yeah, no. It's a very bitter divorce, you guys. I stood him up too many too many times at the corner of <laughs> yeah, Applebee's. I kept fucking dressing up and going to the Applebee's and you didn't fucking show up. And uh I, I won I won Colo in the custody battle. <laughs> in the custody battle in court. Wow. <laughs> See, I was trying to think of a funny joke of how I was the kid stuck between you two, but I couldn't think of anything funny. But, all right, you guys. With that I being just imagine said, like all of our other, all of our like other co-hosts from various podcasts in this in this media banner are our children, and the only one I got was Brad. You got every single other one. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, you guys, let's go ahead and jump into the show. But for Riley's case, he's got to make one last final phone call. We'll be right back. Oh yes, oh, I see. Good news, everyone! Oh no, I'm so sad to not be able to make the <laughs> fucking phone call anymore. Alright, pulling from polygon.com. Or, goddammit, I messed up the bit. Fuck. Alright. <laughs> Welcome to the news, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. Um, written by Nicole Carpenter. Phone decides to close down on me. Um, yeah, written by Nicole Car- uh, Carpenter. Discord's Nitro Game Library is being shut down due to lack of use. Oh no. Discord is removing the Nitro Games catalog from its Nitro subscription service, the company announced this week. The company is choosing not to bring back the suite of free accessible games as the subscription service approaches its one-year anniversary. Discord Nitro is a monthly subscription to the platform, and Nitro Games was just one part of the service. Excuse me. And also gives users... Uh, I'm sure it'll come up in the article. Um, also gives users new customization options, animated emojis, and a larger upload limit. Um, for its part, Nitro Games let users access a number of games through the platform. For example, Battle Chef Brigade, uh, Rise of Rain, System Shock, and Inside, and plenty more. Uh, we learned, quote, we learned a lot from all of you over the last year, a Discord representative wrote in the announcement. Through your valuable feedback, it has become clear 
that while we and some of you love these games, the truth is that the vast majority of Nitro subscribers did not play them. The Nitro Games Catalog will be removed from Discord Nitro on October 15th, 2019. Subscribers will have access to all the games until then. Nitro users that want to cancel their subscriptions because of this will be offered a refund if they contact the company. Uh, moving forward, Discord said it intends to create, quote, more features, fun, and enhancements for Nitro users. The subscription will remain $9.99 per month, but the company is doubling the file upload size increase for subscribers up to 100 megabytes when right now it is only 50. Discord said it'll also work to, quote, make your Nitro boost more powerful by reducing the number of boosts needed to reach level 3 by more than half. Um, looks like boosts are a feature that lets users support their community. Together by working on locking new per uh, perks like emoji slots and audio quality upgrades. So yeah, I, I've never once used Discord, uh, Discord Nitro. I believe, I think the Queen, maybe, has Disco... Uh, Disco, Disco Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. She has a subscription service to her fiance. Anyway, yeah, I mean that sucks, but I mean, what what do you expect? If people don't use the feature quite frequently, what's that going to tell them? That they don't need it. Right, Colo. What do you think, buddy? Um, I actually read the exact same article, and that was my article. <laughs> well, oh, hey, you no. know what? I'll I'll read another thing to let you. Tell no, you no, get, I pulled uh, up the. I pulled up, up the speed. Some, I got some news. I got some news. Are you sure? I got one more. No, I got news. Okay, you know what? Fine, oh, you know I'll one save more? this. That for, means I don't have to do one. Sweet. Yeah, I'll save it for uh, Variety Hour. No, Riley, you Shit. you have to do yours first because mine will be so much funnier. Okay. Let's uh. Pull my phone back up then. All right, hold on. Give me a second. I'd say I'd say Gingy will cut this out, but he won't. Fortnite is letting players vote on Shit. rotating store skins. <laughs> With all the trouble surrounding brutes and turbo building changes, Fortnite players have often felt like their voices aren't being heard. Epic Games has gone some way to reverse some of the, the issues by introducing updates that bring more balance to the game, but its latest update could do more to repair relations with the community by giving them more choice over what items come to its store. As part of the multi-platform update, Epic has introduced a new feature called Community Choice. It gives players the power to vote for what comes back to the new item shop slot. The company says it'll provide a choice of content, namely skins, that players can vote for once a day to return. How do you guys feel about that? Fortnite giving some of their players the power. Power to the players. It'll be taken down next week because people are going to abuse it. Oh, yeah. Exciting to a point because there were some skins that I missed out on. And I would love to get more. I want the fucking rooster robot skin. All right, Colo. What do you what what do you have for the for for the class today for the show? It's show and tell time. What do you got for the class, Colo? All right, so your voice cracked there a bit. 
Riley. Who? Shut oh. the fuck up, Jinji. I was gonna say, if my voice cracked, it shouldn't be. What did you bring for the class? I don't need to be sassed by my ex-husband, okay? <laughs> 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 Alright, anyway. PUBG update 4.2 is now live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, season, season 4 pushes on with update 4.2. Erangel has been devastated by battle, but a storm on the horizon is bringing even more changes to the battlegrounds. Uh, with the second update, they are bringing dynamic weather conditions. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, players will now be forced to contend with each other while braving the elements such as wind, hail, Thunderstorms, rain, and fog. Wow. Uh, honestly, I'm excited for that. You said it's live it's a... now. Yeah. Is it just is it just for like the main console and PC version of PUBG, or does it count for mobile as well? Um, I don't think it's for mobile. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. I'm I'm reading it off the actual PUBG website, so. Yeah, so along with dynamic weather, they're adding a number of quality of life and gameplay improvements, including uh, reducing the ambient wind noise, more destructible objects, and as well as a few vehicle changes. Hmm. So yeah, I figured since Riley's doing uh, Fortnite, I will jump over to PUBG, the rival. Honestly, out of the pair, I am a lot more better in PUBG. You know, I've been playing around with, like, bits I could do, because I plan on writing into the show through the email, post my exit, and one you know, of them the, was the, just the writing in Fortnite news. That. I'm thinking I might just write in Fortnite news. <laughs> we shall see. But, um, yeah, with that being said, you guys, we're going to drop the news here and go into our next segment. We will be right back. And welcome back, you guys, to the second segment of... Oh, wait. I, I, do you still want to do the whole other bit, Riley? I mean, you neutered it last time, so... Well, you can neuter things and still be alive. So if you want to do it, you're welcome to. Otherwise, I'll continue on. Nah, it's all right. We can do all right. games we played. Welcome back to the second segment of the show, you guys. We will talk about what we've been up to the last week or so, video game-wise, or anything else we would like to bring up. Riley, what have you been doing? Oh, boy. Sorry to tell you, but for my last games we played segment, it's pretty fucking light. Oh, uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure literally the only video game I've played this week is I made some slight progress in the Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke that I started last week. I, I have not earned the second badge yet, but I have made my way over to uh, Eterna Forest is where I last stopped, so I uh, went to Florarama, dealt with Team Galactic, dealt with Mars, which was a little mm. spoopy. And my team's all around level 18 now. I don't think I've made any composition changes. There's been a bunch of evolutions. Uh, 
Gerald the Bidoof is now Gerald the Bebarrel, and he has not left the team yet. Awesome. Keep it that way. Nah. I've already I've already put put some time into uh, starting to EV train at Psyduck, so Gerald isn't very long for this world. You're disgusting. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I've got the Luxio now. Links the Shinx became Links the Luxio, and he does he does good murders. Um, Arbor is a Grottle now. I do like me a Grottle, so that's pretty cool. And um, I think that's all the evolutions. Was Aviary a Star Avia last time? I don't think so. Aviary became a Star Avia, and that was the evolutions. Everybody's level 18. I gotta go through the turn of forest and then beat the shit out of Gardenia. And you guys will never know what happens because I'm leaving the show. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna... I mean, you'll probably hear of it if you follow me. Like, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know where I'm going next, and that's probably where you'll hear of it. But yeah, that's about it. Like, I haven't played any other games. Well, alright. Colo, what have you been doing, buddy? <clears throat> Excuse me. I have been up to a lot in this past week. Oh, shit. Just exactly like I said last week, I will have a lot more to update this time. So, my friends and I, I'll make this sh- sh- very short, we went to this one, uh, like, Midwestern, I think they have, it's called The Exchange. There's mm. stores in uh, a couple uh, in Indiana, or Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And they sell, like, used games, pops, literally anything. Video game related. So, I first off, I've been playing a little bit of Kill a Kill, getting through Ryuko's storyline. Uh, still love that game. But anyway, so I play. So I went and went out and bought about six uh, used Xbox OG Xbox games that I've been messing around with a little bit. And surprisingly, a lot of these games are super fun. Mm-hmm. So. I played a little bit of Tech 2, The Staff of Dreams. I got to a part where I got across the bridge early on, and apparently there was a cutscene that explained what I was supposed to do, but I skipped the cutscene, so I don't know what to do, so I haven't t- touched it. Because <laughs> I got real frustrated running around mm-hmm. the world trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I went out and bought the original Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The, the first one. So I've been playing through the storyline on that. I absolutely love that game. I'm definitely going to 100% complete that game for sure. Uh, next, I got Fairly Odd Parents Break Into Rules. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I had it for the uh, GBA and it was hard as shit. So I'm like, alright, well maybe the Xbox version is easier because I'm an adult now and I can actually think things through, unlike me being a stupid child. Well, this game is nothing... The Xbox game is nothing like the uh, GBA game, but it's mm. still it's still really fun. So that's another game that I'm definitely going to continue playing. 
I got Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh, hell yeah. Yeah. So that game is super fun. If you've seen, if you know anything of when I was, if you guys remember when I was explaining uh, Diablo 3, it's basically mm. a shittier version, or it's just a shitty version of Diablo 3. Wow, Jinji is playing games on recording. What a surprise. I can't believe he would commit such a sin. That was from earlier, asshole. You had like a big reaction, like it just happened. You were like, yo, oh, yeah, holy I meant shit. to do it earlier. Anyway, oh, Colo, okay. please continue. Yeah, so Avatar, I'm it actually follows the story and it's really cool, and I'm definitely gonna continue that game. And the final game. Well, I also bought this uh Jinji, have you ever heard of the uh TV show CSI? Crime Scene yes. Investigation? Yeah, so I bought that game for like three dollars. I have yet to touch it because I haven't had time due to due to uh new job. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how the gameplay works. I'll probably update it on next week's show, maybe. Or I'll 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 update it eventually when I actually sit down and play it. But the last game, which for some stupid ass reason, I it was a it was literally a dollar. I paid in fucking quarters for this game. Uh, the original King Kong game, based off the movie with Jack Black. Nice. So you can either so you go through the actual like movie storyline, and then I think later on you can p- actually play as King Kong, based off what the uh, the the, <laughs> the game says. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing through that. Game mechanics are really really wonky, mainly just because it's an old Xbox game, and I forgot how wonky that thing is. Mm-hmm. But all those games, I think the most expensive one was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and it was only $8. So super cheap for all those games. But uh, other other than those those games, I've been playing Dokkan a little bit. Um, not much to report there, as I, I say as I'm currently logging on to double-check, and I'm in the middle of a battle. So uh, I got the... Um, Oh, I got the Piccolo card, but it's like the card art is the three Piccolos, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, I pulled that one. The His his super attack is the uh, special beam cannon clone. I'm guessing that's from the uh, Universal Survival Saga, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I pulled that card. But other than that, I have, don't really have much else to update on, really. Okay, well, I've had quite the busy, busy week, but I'm busy with all the mobile shit, all the mobile shit out of the way. Played Pokemon Go. Um, as of recording, there is a event going on. Uh, trying to think. Uh, level five raid bosses. They're all of the uh, Deoxys forms. So regular defense, attack, and speed. I did a. Attack form Deoxys raid the other day, and I managed to catch it. And I did. I caught uh, Speed form Deoxys a while ago through a regular EX raid. So all I need is uh, normal and defense form. And then, as of recording, 
it'll be it'll be uh, in two days, but as you guys are hearing this, it would have been yesterday. But um, I will be playing Pokemon Go this Sunday for the Community Day event for the month of September. So hopefully you guys caught your your Turt Twigs. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. I have a Turt Twig in a real Pokemon game. Does that count? Well, I guess it's a Grottle now. Pokemon Go is a real game. Debatable. Anyway... I've also been playing Pokemon Masters, honestly trying to get back into that, and I did a multi-summon. And granted, the last one I did, I got mostly dupes, but I managed to pull a five-star Olivia with her partner of Dusk Form Lycanroc. Or Midnight, sorry. Midnight Form Lycanroc. I also pulled Drake with Salamence, and I pulled uh, Lorelei with uh, Lapras. Nice. So, not bad. Not bad at all. And then, you know, I play Dokkan as well. Nothing noteworthy out of there. Um, let's get one, ga uh, one game out of the way that I've done. I was invited to play in the beta of the new uh, Ghost Recon game coming out called uh, Breakpoint. And um, if you guys aren't familiar with what Breakpoint it is, it is uh, gameplay-wise, it's very, very similar to Ghost Recon Wildlands kind of one of those open world explore games like most games are nowadays and um you know i put about five hours or so into the beta and i had a lot of fun i was a big fan of wildlands in fact i have it for my xbox and it it, it wasn't too shabby it, it certainly it was fun playing by myself honestly games like that are are strategic for a reason it's better to play with more people um the primary thing that i will say i liked about this beta is that there were no hud menus at all there was no mini map but um when you're when you're in a vehicle because you can drive in the game if you come across any vehicles but when you're aiming down your weapon site a little mini map will pop up and then you can go into customize, uh, customization, you can uh, customize your player character, you can customize your weapons via skins and attachments. Overall, the beta itself was a lot of fun. The game, so far, was well built and looked beautiful for a beta. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I did pick up a copy of Borderlands 3. Because as of recording, it came out today. Though I can't can't report on it this week, but I will be able to report on it next week. And the the last major game that I played that I played this week, honestly, you guys, I will have to save for later in the episode if you catch my drift. Cough, cough, wink, wink. Awkward silence. Did nobody hear me? You see, I forgot about the mini reviews for a second. I thought I was like, did you play a crash game this week? What the fuck? No. I did not play any Crash games this week. Are you there, Colo? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I ain't hear anybody talk after I just talked about everything. I had an Oreo in my mouth. Oh, I bet you did. How could the word Oreo be taken as anything sexual? Anyway, um, besides another game that I will talk about later on in the show, 
Oh, I'm happy to update that I'm getting closer and more closer to getting a special hybrid dinosaur in Jurassic World Alive. Getting very, very close. I'm sitting at 150, uh, 150, god damn it, 130 out of 250 DNA points for this uh, unique level hybrid. I'm excited. But the, the only bitch part about it is that one of the yep one of the component dinosaurs that you need for the hybrid to do a dna roll you need 2000 dna points jesus yeah it's fucking it's bonkers and granted when you roll for dna for for hybrids and jurassic world live it's randomized you can get anywhere from 10 and i've gotten as high as 90 before but at bottom line, I at least need 26,000 more DNA points if I get lowballed every single roll. And that will take a lot of time. But with that being said, I can't really think of anything else this week. So with that, uh, that said, you guys, we're going to drop it here and go into our next segment. We will be right back. There you go. Welcome back, you guys, to the third segment of the show, where we will pick a topic about anything other than the video game sun and have a discussion about it. Riley, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Crash Bandicoot. Woohoo! He crashes, just like our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about Crash so, Bandicoot, buddy. By the way, I have no wiki up. I'm going entirely off the cuff here. I'm using my Crash knowledge. I'll pull one so, up just in case. Crash Bandicoot is a 3D platformer series starring an anthropomorphic bandicoot named Crash. Other important Crash... Uh, Crash members? Cast members? <laughs> <laughs> Include his sister Coco the Bandicoot, Crunch the Bandicoot, and Aku Aku the secret ancient mask. The game, the game series became popular on the PS1 with the original trilogy, and then continued to be produced for a while with uh, some less well-received titles. Sort of died in 2010 until it was revived in like 2017 with that same trilogy. I might be off with those years. Anyway, I'll just talk about what I know for now, and then Gigi could t- Gigi could fill in the blanks with the wiki he's pulled up. I was about <laughs> to say, surprisingly, I did not know this, but um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Crash Bandicoot overall has had eight different developers. I mean, yeah, it's an Activision property. Activision are just like publishers, right? Not developers. They just throw it out. Like, hey, make this game right. for us, please. And I, th- I thought, I mean, when, when I read through the list, it kind of got to, I, I didn't honestly know this. Naughty Dog developed Crash Bandicoot from 1996 to 1999. Eurocom uh, was from 2000 to 2001. For, for a minute, I was like, you didn't know Naughty Dog made Crash Bandicoot? What the fuck? Uh, Traveler's Tales from 2001 to 2004, and Dimps was uh, 2006. 
um, Radical Entertainment had 2005 to 2008. Polar Bits, never heard of that uh, developer. Um, they had it from 2008 to 2010. Uh, Vicarious Visions? Uh, Vicarious Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions, thank you. 2002 to 2004 and 2017 to present. And Beanox from 2019 to now. Who made fucking... What, what game did Beanox make? Uh, Tag Team Racing? Or Team Racing Reloaded or whatever? Let's see. Team Racing Nitro Field. I'm sorry, that's what it's called. Yes, and Activision also announced that Beanox will be working with Blizzard and Activision to develop the new Call of Duty this year. Okay. For well, Microsoft Windows. Alright, I'm gonna need... Uh, I can describe the plot, but I'm gonna need release dates. When did Crash Bandicoot 1 come out, Jinji? Crash Bandicoot 1 originally launched September 9th of 1996. Oh yeah, and the latest talked, one. Oh yeah, because the uh, gaming his our gaming historian Vito Gomez, who uh, who quit yes. between episodes because Jinji neutered his bit, uh, <laughs> mentioned that in the last this day in the first and last this day in gaming history, September 9th, yes. Crash Bandicoot came out. And the latest release in the Crash series was what Riley just mentioned. Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled came out June twenty first. Yeah. So, I'll go over the plot of at least the first three games, because those are the ones I've memorized the general plot of. So, Crash Bandicoot 1 is a pretty general, like, save the princess platformer plot. Not really a princess, but you know what I mean, like a damsel in distress. Yeah. You take in the role of Crash Bandicoot, a bandicoot who has just been mutated by an evil scientist, Neocortex, with the mutation... The experiment was a failure. You escaped, and you were able to like get off of Cortex's ship. But unfortunately, they ha- the- Cortex has Crash's girlfriend, Tana, captive, and he also wants to experiment on her. So it becomes Crash's goal, with the help of an ancient witch doctor mask named Aku Aku, to stop Neocortex from doing something to his girlfriend. His girlfriend, who never appears again, by the way. She's completely erased from the series after the first game, except for the weird Japanese Mario Party ripoff. She's an unlockable character. And obviously an Insane Trilogy, but that's only because Insane Trilogy has Crash Bandicoot 1 in it. So yeah, that's the general plot of the first game. Your general, like, not much of a plot, 3D platformer. Crash runs around. He breaks boxes by jumping on them, spinning on them. He jumps and he spins. That's Crash. That's pretty much all there is to Crash in Crash 1. He jumps and he spins. Mm-hmm. I really like Crash 1. I think it's actually like my favorite to play of like the entire series. A lot of people say Crash got better with time, and I understand like in scope and in like a gameplay detail, I can understand that, but I think Crash Bandicoot 1 is just really fun. So, next was Crash Bandicoot 2. When did that come out, Jinji? Let's see. 
Oh wait, hold Would on. Have be... y'all ever played? Have y'all ever played Crash Bandicoot One? You guys got any memories of the, the original Crash the Bandicoot? The only, the only memory of Crash Bandicoot One that I can recall is playing it at various uh, babysitters' houses when I was a small child. Oh, that's cool. Don't you have Insane Trilogy on some sort of console? No, I never did. Oh, shit. Get it for your Switch, dude. It's on my list, honestly. Ah, uh, shit, I should have mentioned uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! on Switch. Oh, well. But no, that, right. I, I played I played uh, Crash Bandicoot when when I was a small kid at Babysitter's and getting in trouble for using profanity words because some of those platform jumpings can get the better you know, of you. I, I guess you had the better game experience with Babysitter's. So I only remember having one Babysitter, and she came to my house. I didn't go to hers. and um, I guess I do have a gaming memory with her, though, because she's the one who uh, introduced me to the concept of uh, DVDs having games on them. Hmm. As a kid, uh, as a kid, I was very obsessed with playing like those little like DVD games, you know, the games that come packaged right. with like kids' movies. And my babysitter introduced me to that concept. All right. Well, speaking of babysitters, I have a story to tell. Remind me in bullshit, but if you are referring, uh, or I guess we should ask Colo. Colo, do you have any memories of Crash One? I've actually haven't played Crash Bandicoot in a while. I used to. Uh... I used to play it when I was very little, but but uh, I have not played a Crash Bandicoot game in a very long time. <laughs> Y'all need to get some insane trilogy in your lives. You both have switches. Fucking get it. Yeah, I was planning on it, but I don't have any monies right now, so that's on my list to, of things to get. But I mean, I think it's lower on my list because I know at at the top of my list as of right now is Link's Awakening, which comes out uh, as of recording a week from today. But I gotta fucking y'all are I gotta get on that live. It comes out this Friday on the twentieth. So I gotta get on that live stream grind because I have a uh, live let's play of Crash Bandicoot two on my YouTube channel that I've yet to finish. That I'm decently close, so I gotta I gotta knock that out. That you do. And um, are you referring anyway, about speaking of Crash Bandicoot two? Yes, Crash oh, Bandicoot sorry. two Cortex Strikes Back. Originally launched October 31st of 1997. Hey! So, Crash Bandicoot 2. The plot of the game is that Cortex has been defeated after the events of Crash Bandicoot 1. And I don't remember what his exact plan is. I just know he needs crystals for this plan. And he decides to pretend to be playing the good guy be like, oh no, Crash, the world's going to be destroyed and stuff. you got to get me these crystals so I can save the world. But he actually wants to use them to do bad guy stuff. So Crash, being the dumb, dumb, dumb that he is, he goes and gets the crystals. And, you know, eventually we realize Cortex is true intentions. You defeat Cortex. If, um, but it, at some point in the game, Embryo, who was a boss in the uh, previous game, and a other scientist is like, oh, I don't, is it Embryo? It, it probably is. I could be wrong, but anyway, he's like, hey, Crash, you fucking idiot. Cortex is lying to you. Get me the gems so I can fucking kill Cortex. Mm. And, if you get, and if you get the gems, which you get by, uh, def- 
you get gems by breaking all the boxes in a given level. If you get all the gems before the end of the game, uh, Brio destroys Cortex's ship, whatever thing, and you get to skip the final boss, if I remember correctly. Again, sorry for any inaccuracies. I'm going completely off the cuff here. It's all right. So yeah, you guys have any memories of uh, Crash Bandicoot 2? I don't. Honestly, my main experience with Crash was the first one. And then maybe bits and pieces of uh, the racing Crash. Oh yeah, Crash Team Racing. I have the original Crash Team Racing downloaded to my PS3. Nice. Hopefully I don't crash anybody's expectations. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I gotta squeeze in more shitty puns before we go fucking away. Fucking dumb pun, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta fucking uh, squeeze as many as I can. Yeah, you gotta go hard tonight. Just make me as fucking bitter as possible before I leave the show uh, forever. I'm, at this point, I'm like a pun bandit. <laughs> uh, this is why we got the Hopefully this right, episode so. doesn't crash because of all of Jinji's puns. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Colo. We gotta make your last be... episode as miserable as possible. Not to be sassed by my own child, too. Taken from me in court. Well, I mean, it's convenient that the guy that helps crash has a mask, because after this point, maybe you just want to put a mask on as you leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, continuing on. Crash Bandicoot 3. Jinji, when did it come out? Crash Bandicoot 3. Would that be just Crash Crash Bandicoot Bandicoot Warped? Warped. Yes. Uh, That came out October 31st of 1998. Hey, the last 3D platformer in the series developed by Naughty Dog. Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped follows Crash Bandicoot and his sister, Fuck. Coco Bandicoot. Yeah, what's up? What are you fucking about? I should... Last of Us Part 2, <laughs> goddammit. Aw, oh, shit. Anyway, continue um, on, I'm sorry. Crash and his sister, Coco, go on an adventure through time. They have to travel through time to get the crystals in order to stop Cortex and the evil opposite witch Dr. Mask, Uka Uka, from... Uka, taking over uka. the world. <laughs> yeah, there's Aku Aku, and then there's Uka Uka. You get it? It's They're backwards. That's the joke. What about Boo Boo? That's, that's, uh, that's the future Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, alright. <laughs> and Ooboob. Ooboob. Boo Boo and Ooboob. Those are the new characters <laughs> for when, uh... Those are the new characters for when we finally get a new Crash game that isn't a remake. Boo Boo and Ooboob. Ooboob. So, yeah, that's basically the plot. Uh, it's, uh, I guess there's Entropy, who's the new villain. Uh, Cortex, Uka Uka, and Entropy, who's like this time travel guy, team up to beat Crash. But obviously you stop them because you're a cool guy. You're a cool bandicoot, man. Also, you get to ride a baby tiger as Coco, and it's very cute. I forgot to mention in Crash Bandicoot, you get to buy, 
Crash Bandicoot 2, you get to ride a tiny polar bear, and that's even cuter. Any uh, memories with Crash Bandicoot Warped? That's how they say it in the intro. I do not know. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot, uh, widely considered the best in the series, either that or Crash 2, by most fans. Um, yeah, it's a really solid title. And the last main series game to be developed by Naughty Dog. But there was one more, Crash Team Racing, baby! Woohoo! Vroom vroom, motherfuckers! You gonna tell us some Crash Team Racing came out, Jinji? I certainly can. Just Crash Team Racing or Tag Team Racing? Nah, Tag Team Racing is much later. Well, yeah, not until 2000. Are we going through every single game? I suppose it could. It doesn't matter. Um, the original Crash Team Racing was released September 30th of 1999. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm distracted and it's all Colo's fault. God damn it. So, Crash Team Racing is a racing game in the vein of uh, Mario Kart and those sort of games where you play as Crash or a various crash characters and um are there plot summaries on this article you have up because i don't remember the plot of crash team racing at all because a cart racer who the fuck cares about the plot uh yeah i don't really see i don't really i mean see is, there, is there a hyperlink into the main crash team racing article in which you could read a plot summary it looks like the game's story focuses on the efforts of a ragtag team of characters in the crash bandicoot series who must race against the ego manacle nitros nitrous oxide to save their planet from destruction? But no, so, I mainly, again, it's the same story. Mainly played these at uh, babysitters growing up. Never really owned a copy of Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, CTR is a pretty damn good kart racer. And a good send off for Naughty Dog from the series. You know, Naughty Dog, none of the, like, big companies own Naughty Dog, do they? Mm. Or does Sony Wait, what's the question? Do any, does Sony own Naughty Dog, or does somebody own Naughty Dog, or is Naughty Dog... No, Naughty Dog's, uh, independent. What is it? No, I think Sony, I think Sony owns them because they're Sony exclusive for most of their shit. Oh, I was gonna say, why doesn't Activision just fucking have Naughty Dog make Crash games? Like, what the hell, at this point? Mm. Um. But yeah, um. At that point, there's, uh, the first non-Naughty Dog game is Crash Bash! What did Crash Bash come out, Gingy? Crash Bash. <laughs> Let me bash you in the skull with more information. Came out bash November sixth of two thousand. Skull with the divorce papers. Yeah, Crash yeah, Bash gonna... was a Crash Bash was a fucking Crash Bash. Crash Bash was a Crash Bash. Sorry. 
Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. God damn it. You yeah, have to say it like that now. Hey, say it right. Chris Bish was a there you go. Mario Party S party <laughs> game. Who Chris was it developed Bish. by, Jinji? Who was the developers? Because I know it wasn't Naughty Dog. This is the first non-Naughty Dog crash production. Developed by Eurocom. Yeah, so Eurocom made Crash Bash. It's a shitty Mario Party. Not shitty, but like shitty compared to Mario Party. Mario Party. Like, it's okay. It's got Crash characters. Basically, the plot is Aku Aku and Uka Uka are arguing, and they can- they're not allowed to fight because it's some like ancient force. So instead, they have their cronies so they have fight to for mask them. Their emotions. Yep. <laughs> instead, they stage a competition with their fucking cronies. Uh, Aku Aku summons Crash and Coco, and Uka Uka summons like a whole big cast of villains. But then, to uh, make it fair, a couple of the villains are given to Aku Aku, and it becomes even teams. And basically, it's Mario Party. <laughs> you do mini games. Has anyone in here even like remotely touched Crash Bash? No, I didn't bash in the opportunity to crash more time in playing this game. <laughs> All right, that was bad. I'm sorry, you guys. God damn it! <laughs> what about you, Colo? No, I like I said, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot since I was a little kid, so I don't remember much of it. Well, coincidentally enough, um, before I incur the wrath of Miss Penguin, the next game in the list is Wrath of Cortex, hey. which came, came out October 29th of 2001. I remember nothing about the plot of that game, so Jinji, tell us about Wrath of Cortex. I agree with you on that one, Penguin. Spyro's better. Um, anyway... It is the fourth main installment and sixth overall in the Crash Bandicoot series, exclusive, uh, exclusively a PlayStation title. Um, the game... Doo, doo, doo. Uh, looks like the main story of the game is Crash with his sister Coco must travel the world and gather excuse me, special crystals that will return the elementals to a hibernated state. And coincidentally enough, you guys, Coco is the name of my dog, and she looked up at me like I was getting her attention. All right. But yeah, that's that's Wrath of Cortex. Yay. I've never played this game, but I think it doesn't... From what I've seen, I don't think it deserves all the criticism it gets. It looks like a very solid 3D platformer. I really like the aesthetic... It looks like it plays like any other Crash game. I don't really understand what the fucking problem is. It's just kind of sour because it's the first one, 3D platformer not made by the Naughty Dogs. Next is Crash Twinsanity, right? Is there, is there something I'm forgetting? I'm not seeing any kind of Crash Insanity on this list. Crash Twinsanity. Yeah, I am not seeing that. The next one on the list, it must be incomplete. The next one I have is uh, 2007's Crash of the Titans. 
Uh, yeah, Crash Insanity is definitely a thing. Let me let me pull up the article. It's weird that Crash Insanity wouldn't be on the list. Crash Insanity is a platformer video game developed by Traveler's Tales for the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox. It came out September 28, 2004. It's the 11th installment in the Crash Bandicoot series and the fifth game in the main franchise. That means I missed a couple, doesn't it? How dare you. Um, list of Crash Bandicoot games. <laughs> professional podcasters, everybody! I'm super professional. It's okay. Alright, alright, hold on. I got this. I got this. Do you? I wish I could get them in order. Okay, hold on. I think I figured it out. Nope. Alright, hold on, hold on, hold on. Professionals! We are professionals. Okay, I figured it out. I figured it out. Next, actually, is Crash Bandicoot the Huge Adventure for the Game Boy Advanced. Was developed by Vicarious Visions and published by published by Universal Interactive for the Game Boy Advanced on February twenty fifth, two thousand two. It's a two D platformer for the Game Boy Advanced, where the plot is that the main antagonist, Doctor Neo Cortex, through the use of the gigant of a gigantic weapon named the Planetary Minimizer. He uh, shrinks the Earth. The protagonist of the story, Crash Bandicoot, must gather crystals in order to power a device that will return the Earth to its proper size, defeating Dr. Cortex and his minions along the way. Because Cortex has to shrink his minions and send them in and shrink himself and send himself in instead of just crushing the Earth between his fingers. Because he could have definitely done that. Because he shrinked the Earth to, like, fucking marble size. So yeah, Crash Bandicoot The Huge Adventure was a really good translation of Crash Bandicoot into the 2D world, I think. Really solid 2D platformer, and honestly one of the best Game Boy Advance titles I've seen. It's really good. And then the sequel to that game, Crash Bandicoot 2 Entranced for the Game Boy Advance. Heh, it rhymes. Entranced, the Game Boy Advance. How's that? Developed by Vicarious Visions, published by Universal Interactive for the Game Boy Advance on January 7th, 2003. So the the game story centers on the exploits of the main character Crash Bandicoot as he rescues his sister Coco and friend Crunch from the hypnosis of the main antagonist Dr. Entropy and his ally Entrance. By the way, I forgot to mention, Wrath of Cortex introduced a main character, a new mainstay character named Crunch Bandicoot, who becomes a important character for the rest of the series. Way to get that under crunch time. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, C- Crash has got to save Coco and Trunk. Coco and Trunks? This is a Dragon Ball Z. Coco and Crunch. Crash Bandicoot and Dragon Ball had a crossover? God From damn. hypnosis. Yeah, C- Crash had to save Trunks because he was trying to time travel and Entropy was like, that's my domain, motherfucker. 
So at any point in any of these series, does Crash go Super Saiyan? In every game, all the time. Glorious. Next in the series was Crash Nitro Kart, a spiritual successor to Crash Team Racing. Developed by Vicarious Visions, released on November 11th, 2003, for the Game Boy Advance, GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, N-Gage, and mobile phone. Mobile phone? Really? Yeah, some old, like, shitty mobile phone game, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, it came out for mobile in, in 2004, so it's like some shitty Nokia game. It's the ninth installment in the Crash series, indirect sequel to Crash Team Racing. First game in the series to have full motion video. It centers around the abduction of Crash Bandicoot along with the other characters in the series by a ruthless dictator, Emperor Velo, the 27th. I think that's what XXVII means. Mm -hmm. So yeah, by the ruthless dictator, Emperor Velo, the 27th, he threatens to destroy the Earth if, unless they race in a gigantic coliseum for the entertainment of his subjects. I actually had the Game Boy Advance version of this game as a kid, and I really loved it. How did it play on the Game Boy Advance? It's pretty good. Like, it's just a solid kart racer. It plays fine on the GBA. I actually played the console version briefly as well. My friend had it once, and that was pretty fun, too. Next is a sad, sad misstep on the uh, Crash Bandicoot franchise. You so think it crashed your expectations? You'd think it'd be great, because this concept <laughs> is so great. Crash Bandicoot Purple, Ripto's Rampage. Ripto? You may recognize that name from another franchise that uh, Penguin was talking about in the chat earlier. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot Purple, Ripto's Rampage, and Spyro Orange, The Cortex Conspiracy. Two platformers, and they're not platformers, they're fucking minigame compilations. Shut the fuck up, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> they were developed by Vicarious Visions of the Game Boy Advance, released on June 3rd, 2004. The, ga the crossover is set after the events of their games for the Game Boy Advance, so after the events of Huge Adventure and Entrance, and after the events of Spyro Fire and Spyro Ice. Were those the GBA Spyro games? Something to that effect. Season of Fire, Season of Ice. What about Season of Air and Season of Water? God damn it. The Spyro Avatar. So, the crossover, the story is centers on a plot to wreak havoc on the universe by the main antagonist, Dr. Neo Cortex and Ripto, who have recently joined forces. The protagonist of the story, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, must team up to defeat Dr. Cortex and Ripto, along with their genetically modified minions. How do they defeat Cortex and Ripto, you may ask? Mini-games! Shitty mini-games! Isn't that yeah, what you wanted out point, of a Spyro? 
It's what? spiroing out of control. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm really dragging these on, aren't I? Eh? Eh? Gingy, I was uh. just about to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking steal my own so. puns. Yeah, that's exactly what you wanted out of A. That's exactly what you wanted by the epic crossover of Crash and Spyro, right? A fucking shitty minigame compilation? Of course, who doesn't love shitty minigames? Everybody loves shitty Pokemon Channel. (laughs) Fuck off. Pokemon Channel is a masterpiece. Now we're on to Crash Twin Sanity. Crash Twin Sanity was developed by Traveler's Tales and released for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox on September 28, 2004. A GameCube version was planned but was canceled for undisclosed reasons. This is the fifth game in the main series, so the main series of 3D platformers. It takes place three years after the Wrath of Cortex and follows the main protagonist and main antagonist of the series, Crash Bandicoot and Dr. Neo Cortex, working together to stop the Evil Twins, a duo of mutant parrots that Cortex owned as a child from destroying Wumpa Islands. It is known for being a sort of more open-world take on the Crash Bandicoot 3D platformer formula, and also for having a lot of fun mechanics having to do with the team-up of Crash and Cortex. It is a very beloved cross-cross? Cult classic within the series, and people are clamoring for it to be remade now that Crash games being remade is a thing that is happening. Also, unique fact about this game, the entire soundtrack is done in acapella. And there are some fucking bops in that soundtrack, I'm telling you. Well, tell us. Tell you what? I just well, you just you. said I'm telling you. Yeah, I am telling you that there's some bops in that soundtrack. <laughs> uh, next is Crash Tag Team Racing. It's a racing video game developed by Radical Entertainment and published by Universal Games for the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and PSP. The game was released in North America on October 19, 2005. A DS version was planned, but was canceled. Nintendo being mean to Crash. First they cancel the GameCube version of Twinsanity, now they cancel the DS version of Tag Team Racing. Come on now. The game's story centers around the exploits of the protagonist Crash Bandicoot, who would have thunk it, who must win the ownership of a dilapidated dilapidated theme park by finding its missing power gens before his nemesis Dr. Neo Cortex can. Some of the some of the tracks from this game actually reappeared in as DLC for uh, that one game that just came out, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, that one. 
Also, a fun little fact about this game, there is a overworld where you can collect coins and do missions and shit. And in that overworld, there's a underlying little goal where you have to try to kill Crash in as many ways as possible. God damn. There's a bunch of Twice different ways. Why get their hands on it? Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways Crash can die. There's a bunch of different death animations you can trigger, and I think you get like something special if you get them all. So yeah, Crash Tag Team Racing. Next in the series is Crash Boom Bang! It's a party game for the Nintendo DS. Made in Japan. Pretty shitty. We could just move on. Anybody care about Crash Boom Bang? It's got a 2 out of 10 on IGN. So it went out like a bang or didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I even marry you? (laughs) crash of the titans is a platform game developed by radical entertainment for the playstation 2 psp wii and xbox 360 the game boy advance and nintendo ds versions of the game were developed by amaze entertainment the game was released in north america on october 4th 2007 first game in the crash bandicoot series not to have a japanese release Last game to be published by Vivendi before they before Activision merged with them. Fourteenth installment of Crash Bandicoot, the sixth game in the main franchise, and the first in the Mutant subseries. The game's story centers around the discovery of a substance known as Mojo, which the antagonist of the series, Dr. Neo Cortex, <laughs> <laughs> plans to use to turn the inhabitants of the Wumpa Islands into an army of loyal mutants known as Titans. Protagonist of the series, Crash Bandicoot, must stop Cortex by using the technique of jacking, <laughs> insert joke here, to take control of and destroy Cortex's Titans while con- collecting the mojo. I actually had the PS2 version of this game as a child. It was my first exposure to Crash Bandicoot, and despite a lot of people not liking it, I quite enjoyed it. Hmm. It is sort of a con- it's sort of a combination between the 3D platformer formula we all know and love from Crash and a beat-em-up. And you also can take con- use Aku Aku to take controls of these mutant monsters that add new gameplay elements to the game. So yeah, Crash the Titans. I loved it. Not a lot of other people loved it, but it's, it's special to me. There's uh, We're not talking about the mobile Nitro Kart. Next is Crash Mind Over Mutant. Developed by Radical Entertainment for PS2, PSP, Wii, and Xbox 360. Developed by TOSE, T-O-S-E, for the DS. Released in October 7, 2008. It was a sequel to Crash of the Titans. Similar gameplay style, but done kind of done worse. The, uh, the plot is centers on the arrival of a popular technological device, a parody of devices such as the iPhone and BlackBerry, that puts whoever used it under the control of the device's creators, Dr. Neo Cortex and Dr. Nitrous Brio, who serve as the story's primary antagonist. So yes, Dr. Cortex is an allegory for Steve Jobs. Be a slave to Steve Jobs. Dance, monkey, dance. Give me all your money. This is what Steve Jobs said. 
Crash Bandicoot, protagonist of the series, and the only one unaffected by the device besides his spirit ally Aku Aku, must free his friends from the control of the device to put an end to Dr. Cortex's plot. This game received fairly negative reception and basically killed the franchise for the next, like, ten years. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Mind Over Mutant was not very good. And then in 2017, a new light of hope! Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy! A platform game developed by Vicarious Visions and published by Activision! It's a compilation of remasters of the first three games of the Crash Bandicoot series, all remade from the ground up by Vicarious Visions in glorious HD. First release for PlayStation 4 in June 2017, with Windows, Switch, and Xbox One versions coming out in June 2018. That was quite the insane idea, but it really paid off. <laughs> God... Fucking damn it. Um, <laughs> same hey, I gotta switch first... it up, buddy. So yeah, same plot as the first three games, obviously, because it, it's just the th- first three games remade from the ground up. But it's done real good. And then finally, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, a, a HD remake of Crash Team Racing, released this year, June 21st, 2019. For the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And that is all we have from our good Bandicoot friends so far. Since we have um, Banjo and Kazooie and Smash, can we please get Crash? Oh, I'd be super down for Crash and Smash. It even rhymes. Crash for Smash. Hashtag, you know what? Go go on twi- Twitter right the fuck <laughs> now as we're recording. Crash for Smash. Hashtag Crash for Smash! All right, I think that's it for the topic. Unless any of you have any last-minute thoughts about Crash Bandaboop. I honestly will probably pick up the Insane Trilogy on my Switch. It's certainly... It's, uh... What's the word? It's on my list of games to get. On the uh, list of games to get for Switch. Sorry. Any uh, last-minute thoughts about Crash Bandicoot? Uh, Kolochu? Um, I do remember playing a little bit of it. Like I said, I haven't played it in a long time. But what I remember, it's a really cool game. I do plan on getting the Insane Trilogy for the Switch. Along with, like, 30 other fucking games that Nintendo decides to release at the end of the year to try and bump their profits up and make me spend more money. All right. Okay. With that being said, you guys, we're going to drop the topic here and go into our next segment. We will be right back. Welcome back, you guys, to the next segment of the show, which is the very last PGC mini-review. Oh, shit, I guess it's just the GC mini-reviews now. But yes, the game... Oh, fuck, it's not even the PGC mini-reviews anymore. Even with me here, it's the RGC mini-reviews. Point remains, the segment (laughs) was called PGC, but regardless, the game that I will be reviewing this week is Gears of War 5. Oh boy, can't wait for an hour of this. (laughs) No, and I will not give away story spoilers. 
you guys. Um, last week, I signed up for Game Pass Ultimate, so I got to get a week early access into Gears 5. And the first thing I did with Gears 5 is play through the campaign with my brother. And we just did that yesterday. We finally beat the campaign. And I will say this, storyline-wise, it is so beautiful. There were... Gears 5, overall, design-wise, is absolutely phenomenal. Like, most of the time, you're, you're running through the areas, you know, getting from point A to point B, objective-wise. If you take... And I'm going to go back through the campaign to find all the collectibles and to do a few other things... The, to the Coalition did a fantastic job creating this world from scratch. Uh, aesthetically, the game is absolutely fucking beautiful. It plays the same as other Gears. Um, it takes place after Gears of War 4. And you follow Kate instead of JD. And I won't get into any more story-specific spoilers. It's, it is quite the heart-gripping campaign. But, um... They did change the... I guess I do have a few gripes, but um, overall-wise, controls, it, it plays like other Gears does, but um, there are some minor changes. In all other previous entries, for example, if you wanted to use the chainsaw on the Lancer, which is the, you know, the main assault rifle for you guys who aren't aware what it is, there is essentially like a chainsaw bayonet um, to use the Lancer and older Gears titles, all you need to do is to hold the B button. Now, if you want to use the Lancer, you have to hold the RB button to use it. And if you push B, you essentially do like a quick melee knife attack. Which isn't, isn't too bad. It, it really isn't. Um, another major thing that, that's new with Gears 5 is Jack. And for those of you who are well-versed into the Gears lore, Jack was the name of a robot uh, uh, was the name of a robot that followed the original Delta Squad. And you are essentially palling around with Jack 2.0, in which the Jack in Gears 5 has a skill tree. You can upgrade various parts of Jack's because he can he can zap enemies if you see an ammo box that's across the map. You can aim down your crosshairs, hover over the ammo box, and you can tell Jack to go fetch it, and he will go out, grab the ammo box, and bring it back to you. So in the middle of a very intense firefight, I can say that has saved my ass on so many occasions. I see an ammo box that's across the field, and I have a whole group of swarms in front of me. I'm not going to run into that to get ammo on the other side. I'll tell Jack to go get it. And he has... Uh, my, my favorite attack, honestly, with Jack, he has something called a shock trap. And essentially, you, you point at the ground and you tell Jack, you know, shock trap. And he will set this little thing on the ground and it'll shoot out little... Um, it's like an electrical field, and if the enemies run into the electrical field, it zaps them, which is pretty fucking cool. And then he also has this this mind ability or whatever it's called. I can't remember the specific name, but for a short amount of time, you can temporarily take over 
other enemies and they will, you know, get confused and they will fight the other enemies. Which is this is really cool. Um, like I said the other day, I beat the campaign. Absolutely beautiful. I loved it. It was the the end was heartbreaking, I will say. But not as heartbreaking in my opinion than uh, Dom's death in Gears of War 3 since we did do a Gears of War episode. But, um... So, yeah. Campaign, absolutely beautiful. Epic in the Coalition. You guys knocked it out of the park with that. And they, of course, left the ending of the campaign open for a Gears of War 6. So, I know that should be coming. Gears and, of War. Um, thousand years, Gears of War. Gears of War all the time. Damn straight. Gears of War 69, coming soon. Bouncing about well. But anyway, I've also By the played way, I'm just saying, it's episode 60 and I'm leaving. If you guys don't talk about dating sims in episode 69, I'm coming back just to yell at you. <laughs> but no, campaign was done absolutely beautifully. The bigger change, I will say, about the campaign that 5 did that the others did not, that I genuinely enjoyed is that for a good portion of the game, you're in this open area. I wouldn't say it's like open world, you know, like Tom Clancy, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, or Assassin's Creed Odyssey. In the other Gears entries, you really did not have side missions. But now with the Gears 5 campaign, when you're running around doing your main objective, you come across additional side objectives that you can do. It's not mandatory. But the option's there, so I'm going to go back into the campaign with my brother, and we're going to go after all the collectibles and all that fun stuff. Uh, I also dabbled into the multiplayer of the game, and they changed up multiplayer from the traditional gear sense. Um, you don't pick up um, weapons and grenades and stuff like that across the multiplayer map that you traditionally would. You essentially have to get kill points. And each character, you know, every everyone earns, how should I put this? Everyone earns kill points, but any character that you choose to be in the multiplayer modes essentially have different loadouts that they start with, and then you can spend your kill points on various different weapons and uh, grenades and stuff like that. And the beauty about the kill points, because you can essentially think of the kill points like call streaks in Call of Duty. The more kills you get, the more points you get. And the beauty about the kill points is unlike um, kill streaks in Call of Duty, when you die, your kill streak resets. Your kill points do not reset upon death in the Gears multiplayer. So if you manage to get up to four kill points and you keep dying, you stay at four kill points. You don't lose them at all. Unless you choose to spend them on other other loadout options. And I have yet to try the um, escape mode or horde. I mean, I've, I've played horde before. And overall, I know horde and Gears 5 is a lot better than the others were. Um, I, I look forward to dabbling in those modes. But overall, 
Gears 5 is absolutely beautiful. I love the game so very much. And, guy, yeah, if you guys have an Xbox, go play. And if you, if you play Gears of War 5 right now through Games Pass Ultimate, you get the Dark Terminator multiplayer pack. So in the Gears of War multiplayer, Horde mode, and Escape mode, you can play as the Terminator robot or Sarah Connor from the Terminator series. Which is cool if you're a fan of Terminator. I'm personally not, but oh, with that being said, I think... I mean, and then minus the, the issues I was talking about earlier, since I was playing in the game in early access, I had a lot of communication issues. Even just to boot up the game to load up a multiplayer lobby for, for campaign, it was god-awful. But with games nowadays, what, tell me what game that does not have a single launch in- issue. So um, I think a first... Honestly, in Pixel's history, and kind of fitting being the last PGC mini-review, I have to give Gears 5 a 10 out of 10 Pixels. Absolutely in love with this game. I love Gears. Even if you guys aren't a fan of Gears, it is a fantastic game to play. Absolutely fantastic. And maybe one of these days we'll do like a spoiler thing so I can go through the the story campaign of Gears 5. And God, it's tear-jerking. But with that being said, you guys, that was a bit rambling. We're going to drop it here and go into our bullshittery. We will be right back. And welcome back to the bullshit segment of the go, you guys. Of the God damn it. It's getting to me now. Where we will bullshit away. Take it away, gentlemen. What's going on? Well, boys, it's been a good run. Yeah, I don't know if y'all heard that, like, massive clap of thunder. <laughs> no, I didn't. You guys didn't hear that? Yeah, Mm-mm. that was, it was fucking massive. Like, it fucking shook my TV on my on my uh, desk. Damn. Yeah, so I was, the reason I've been so That was actually Colo getting his this, booty clapped. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The the sound of my ass my ass cheeks clapping is too loud for the podcast. Man, it's just a really fucking wild prospect yeah. that for the past sixty weeks sixty whole fucking weeks. I've been doing this show every goddamn weekend. That's wild to me. Crazy. Oh, suddenly coming back to me. When we were on the uh, the topic of babysitters, the last babysitter I had was a bitch. Oof. Like I was, I was a small child. And granted, my mother got me out of there, but um, the lady, she was very angry for whatever reason, and she was making us watch Chucky on the TV. And for me, for me being a small child, Chucky scared the shit out of me. And she, I guess she got pissed off at me crying. So she took me and shoved me into the bathroom with the lights off, and she shut the door on me. 
What the fuck? What the fuck? Right, and I remember this very clearly because she would be screaming outside of the bathroom door, shut your mouth and stop crying or I won't let you out. Uh, Gingy, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that was me. That was secretly me. So, what, I'm fucking 26 now, as I would say that was about... So, you 20 years ago, you were a tall, fat black woman? Is that what you're telling (laughs) me? Yes, uh, I di- the minute you left my care, I died and was reincarnated as a fat white boy instead of a <laughs> <laughs> fat black girl. Wow, alright. But now, uh, she was a bitch. And I, I came across a meme and it was a, earlier today and it was a picture of Dr. Seuss and it says, Dr. Seuss actually cheated on his wife while she was sick with cancer for 13 years. When she killed herself, he married the mitri- mistress. And someone posted right under that, one bitch, two bitch, dead bitch, new bitch. <laughs> I <hate> that. <laughs> what the oh fuck? <laughs> Wait, Dr. Seuss's wife killed herself? Damn. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Well, how would you feel if you've been sick with cancer for 13 fucking years Oh yeah, your husband's been cheating on? Oh, yeah. If I get cancer at all, that's just... The rope is coming out. I ain't dealing with that shit. No, but I thought that was... (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. One bitch, two bitch, dead bitch, new bitch. <laughs> uh. oh, I guess the other cool thing I guess I can say is the uh, the local pumpkin patch where I live at. Um, I got to go there early before the general public opened due to a company picnic. Mm. And I took my son with. He had a lot of fun. At the pumpkin patch, I'll say. He was perfectly fine. He wanted to go. Is at this place, they essentially have two haunted houses. One is like a baby-ass, baby-mode haunted house. That's for small kids, so it'll be right up Riley's alley. And then they have an adult <laughs> haunted house. And my, my son, he wanted to go in the, the adult haunted house. And I was trying to tell him, hey, Bubby... It can be very scary. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, daddy, I want to go. And he handled it like a champ. He was fine. He was looking all over. He was touching the walls. And- you took your three-year-old kid to the adult haunted house and he wasn't faced I call by it, it at all? I call it the adult haunted house. It's not very scary. Okay, I thought but this was like to an a actual, small like, child, hardcore haunted no. house. No, 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 no. I would not take a three-year-old to a hard- hardcore haunted place. No, fuck that. But, um, no, he was perfectly fine. The only thing that scared the shit out of him is in the, in this dark hallway when you cross a corner, you know, there's, like, a bunch of, like, gunfire popping noises that pop out of nowhere. And the <laughs> poor, poor baby. And I know, since Penguin's listening, I may hear her rip me a new one no, on I think air. she's deafened. I think she's working. Because she's deafened. Oh, okay, then thank God. But um, <laughs> when when that noise when that noise happened, 
my son, he just, it, I mean, I saw his face. He went all bug-eyed, and his entire body was seizing because he was so scared. I felt so bad. And then, regrettably, after all that, I got him one of those um, dragon poppers. You put, like, a tiny fucking styrofoam ball in its mouth, and you squeeze the dragon, and it shoots the styrofoam ball out. That's awesome. Well, you, you would think it would be awesome, but the only thing... He, he, he's been shooting me, he's been shooting Grandma, and my, my dog, Coco, she's a big Aussie husky mix. She's a sweetheart. She's the sweetest girl you ever know. She has the deepest bark in the house, but at the same time, she is the biggest fucking scaredy cat. And now wherever my son, whenever he has that dragon popper in his hand, Coco is hiding behind the chair with her tail tucked between her legs. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's my bullshittery. So, since it is the final countdown here, my time Final is probably going to be fun. Yes, exactly. Allow me to uh, feed feed my own ego for a second. My question, my my final bullshit question to you: What is your favorite memory of me on this podcast? Okay. My. First response, I had to make a physical effort to not just spew it out. My my sarcastic sense, or my sarcastic self wanted to spit out an answer without thinking about it. But give me a second, and I will legitimately think of something. I want to hear your sarcasm answer first, though. The moment when you leave, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. <laughs> what about you, Colo? While I'm trying to think of something. What was that, Jinji? Riley asked us a question before we I wasn't end. paying attention. People were in my room. So I didn't <laughs> myself. I'm sorry. The question in honor of this being my last episode is what is your favorite memory of me on this podcast? Um... You know, that's that's tough. I don't know. The fact that you invite me to... I don't know. I feel like like the mem- the, the best... The memory of me inviting you to be a co-host halfway through Legend of the Death Halfway Bear. through the first, episode, <laughs> the first podcast I have ever been on. <laughs> didn't, Peg and Co- didn't we start paying Colo before Legend of the Corrupted Bear? No, I didn't get into podcasting until until you messaged me to be on the podcast. Oh, to be on I, thought Pe- I thought Peg and Cola was a thing before that. Peg and Cola was a thing like a like couple months after that. Oh, shit. Okay. You're thinking of Peg and Gingy, dude. Peg and Gingy was never a thing. I'm telling you. I have a folder on my computer that says otherwise. Well, I'm sorry. It, was, it obviously wasn't very memorable, Gingy. <laughs> Try yeah, harder. Man. <laughs> anyway, my favorite moment, if I had to say, would be the whole with um, God, what's his name, Daniel now, since he doesn't go by Lucio. The whole Blumpkin oh, moment. Blumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that was a thing. 
Yeah, Daniel's a cool guy. We gotta hopefully Jason finished Ghost Episode Five soon, so we can record Ghost Episode Six this Wednesday. Daniel can uh, blow us away again with his fucking amazing game ideas. All right, any other bullshittery, gentlemen? I mean, I was going to give my own answer. Oh, by all means, dude. I guess my best memory of this podcast in general, because everything involving me is fucking glorious. Um... <coughs> That's a lie. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting over a little cold right now. I know that I say that, like, almost every week, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess that's what the C in Colo but, uh, stands for. What? I'd say, I'd say my favorite thing is the uh, Florian episode because I I was so fucking starstruck because. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Less because he made this amazing indie game, and more because he was one of the co-hosts of my favorite podcast. Mister right. Mister Florian Hensel. Who's still in our recording Discord, weirdly enough. Never left. Yes. Don't jinx it. But um, <laughs> it's a bit hard for me to say. For the last time, Mr. Riley, where can our listeners find you? Oh, man. Uh, you gotta, you're bringing me the feels at the last minute here. I've, hel- I've held my emotions together pretty well. Um... Find me on Twitter at PegasusTheGame1. Nope, that's my old Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Find me on Twitter at Riley Riley Tweets. On Twitch as Riley Streams, though I doubt there's going to be much content there for the foreseeable future. On YouTube as Riley Brooks, which is where you can find, I think, like the one podcast that I have remaining at the moment for this, like, I'm not very soon. That won't be the case, but I think the one podcast I have rem- remaining with a consistent schedule at this moment is largest issue in the galaxy on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I, I, I ain't plugging. Variety. Well, I guess listen to the Variety Hour finale that came out this week as well. We're recording that after this. All right, Colo, where can the listeners find you, buddy? All right, big update on the YouTube front. I am rebranding as Colo Chew. I'm getting rid of the 54 because I currently have more subscribers than the other Colo Chew who is on YouTube. Who? Oh, only hey, by the way, by the way, so. I forgot to I forgot to make this All joke. Right, um, got, oh, go, yeah. I was about to say, my, uh, even though Jinji won Colo in court, I still have visitation rights. I'm still on his YouTube channel. <laughs> Where's my child support then, asshole? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you can still find anyway, me on Colo's YouTube channel doing Pokemon Clover. Yeah, so as promised, just like last week, uh, well, you can find me on YouTube as Colochu, C-O-L-O-C-H-U. I don't think I ever spelled that out for anybody. It's kind of self-explanatory, but people still ask. When I tell them I have a YouTube channel, they're like, oh, what is it? I'm like, Colochu. And they go, how do you spell that? Dumbass. <laughs> so anyway, 
I I'm <laughs> rebranded as Colo Chu now. I'm getting rid of the 54. Just just on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me on Twitch as Colo Chu 54. That's, you see, that's a good move because I've heard a lot of really popular YouTube YouTubers say it's very stupid to have numbers in your fucking YouTube name. Well, and and the like the banner that's when you go to my homepage, the banner with the Raichu ears and the tail of the script Kolochu. There's no 54, so I figured it'd look a lot better if I just keep if I just like I clearly remember Kolochu. watching a YouTuber with at least like a million subscribers, and he was like. It was like a guide on how to make a popular YouTube channel, and like one of the steps was like if you if you have numbers in your YouTube name, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now I'm I'm just Colo Chu on YouTube. You can find me there, as promised. Uh, I believe last night, as of recording, so Thursday night, so Thursday, uh, Clover episode twenty was released. Uh, on Friday. Pokemon Sweet Episode One with my best friend Gooch Massa has hey! officially come out. Uh, Sweet. There is a. I'm just gonna say this here. I'll probably mention it a couple more times later on, and during the podcast when we record. But uh, Gooch Massa is my best friend. He's one of the people I moved in with. I've known him ever since I started college, so I've known him for about three years now. He's my absolute best friend. And crying, RM. Yeah, so he runs a Twitch channel called Gooch Massa, G O O A C H M A S S A. So definitely go check him out. He pl- mainly plays like first-person games. Uh, he, I don't think he has a regular t- like streaming schedule, but he's on there. He he plays he plays a bunch of different games. Go check him out. He's 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 a really cool dude. So go definitely check us out. Uh, if you haven't already seen my video, it I did figure out how to the the big reveal for this series, which I'm super excited about, is it is a co-op between Gooch and I. So I figured out how to record two screens. So I'm recording his gameplay of Pokemon Suite along with my gameplay of pokemon suite so definitely go check that out i'm super excited to start this start the series with them and i hope you guys i hope everybody on the youtube channel and people who listen to this respond positively about this so all right yeah you can find me on twitch i don't do shit there but i have a channel i'll do stuff eventually i don't know when keep listening to uh Figure that out. That's Colochu54 still. And you can find me on Twitter as Colochu54. Listen to Peg and Colo are bored. Yeah, that was the other big reveal. Peg and Colo is officially coming back. This is not a joke. This is not a joke to piss Riley off. This is <laughs> this is actually a thing. We will be releasing a few more episodes before the finale. So if any of you would like to write a, a funeral speech for Peg yes, and Colo... The- the peg and co- not for like the pe- the um well, not for the show for- it would the the finale for pegasus you know? yeah because so the finale is going to be basically like a eulogy for pegasus the gamer so yes of course you all know pegasus the gamer he was a co-host on this show he uh sadly passed away about a month back i uh i am a very close family friend some say we're even like the same person 
and yeah, I will so, be I'll be taking much, over for Peg on Peg and Polo leading up to the funeral. So as much shit as I give Riley for not bringing this back, and as much shit as he gives me for saying it was canceled, we will be bringing it back for a number of episodes until we can get enough content for the finale. So definitely write in. Right Maybe in, we can like, get Jinji in there. We can do the we can do the waifu war battle royale. We've been we were teasing back when it was still a thing. Potential episode, but anyway, uh, everybody, please write in and get like, give a eulogy for Pegasus the gamer because the the funeral for him will be on on uh, Riley's on Riley's. Uh, youtube channel so definitely go check that out i'm actually really excited to bring this back why why i have a change of heart i have no fucking idea but i'm excited so yeah Gingy, you you we challenge you get your best waifu and come on down hmm. we'll see all right so Gingy, anyway. where can where can our listeners find you in, I guess, Pixels Media? All right. Well, you can find me on my personal Twitter at Raging Ginger. You can follow the main show at PPA, a podcast. Um, as Riley mentioned earlier, Pokemon Variety Hour will be having its finale episode that's released the same time as this episode. Um, stay tuned for a new future podcast. That if will it's be not taking... Pixels, Pokemon, and fun, I'm killing myself. <laughs> then, um, they're... guess not quite ready to talk about other Pixel Media ventures, but stay tuned for the on the official um, Pixels Twitter account for more information. And then, I'm um, excited. if you guys I'm have excited to see where you take the network without a... The anchor of Riley Brooks uh, holding you down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or even topic suggestions, besides dropping it in the Discord, the Pixels, Polygons, and Fun Discord, you can email the show directly at ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, with that being said, you guys, this has been the 60th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Video game podcast, we talk about anything hold under on, the video me, game. Let me Son. leave my last statement, my last will and oh, Hold on one second. Here. I was about to Okay. I was about to get to that. Video game podcast, we talk about anything under the video game sun. I've been your host, Jinji. Okay, so I don't think Jinji quite understood what I was saying. I got I, I just want to give a little just a little half paragraph real quick. Say goodbye. Um I'm not really going anywhere just you know changing directions doing my own thing i'll still be collaborating with colo fairly regularly i hope to still do things with Jinji every once in a while uh yeah I'm, and i'm really excited i've heard there's some changes coming to pixels media i'm excited to see the direction Jinji takes it in and i'm excited for my future as well and this has been fun. 60 episodes, Jinji. And I've loved every moment no. of it. I love you all. Follow me on Twitter for future updates as to the projects I will be working on. 
And yeah, I love you all. And I hope you enjoy the show with Jinji and Polo. All right, you guys. One last note before we kill the bear. Riley, thank you very much, buddy. No problem, man. It it All really right, has it re- hold on. Well, I'm am I not right, allowed I'm to sorry, say Colo. anything? Yeah, like Colo to am shit, I not allowed to say Colo. anything? <laughs> Fuck you, Jinji. I'll fucking fight you right now. Let's go. Do it. Oh, go ahead. Maybe we buddy. need to have a retrial. Anyway. Maybe we need to have a retrial on that custody fight. I think I think Colo wants to come with me. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I I just wanted to say it's been a pleasure doing this podcast with you, Riley. Uh, ever, I I owe getting into podcast. I pretty much owe my entire internet uh, presence to you because had I not list started listening to podcasts, I would have never found Pokemon Variety Hour. I've ne- would have never gotten in contact with you, and I frankly I would have never actually started Hello. my youtube channel like i like i wanted to so i think i i owe a lot of that to you so i've made a lot of friends through pixels media and before before you have your retort Gigi, i didn't make friends with you through pixels media i made pixels media I know. with you i know Colo, i think you are legitimately the best friend i've made during my time at pixels media i love hanging out with you man i love doing this show with you and I'm going to keep coming on your YouTube channel and stuff. And I-, I love you, man. And I love you too, Gingy. Love you too, buddy. Now, with that being said, you guys, this has been the 60th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Even my microwave is saying goodbye. <laughs> video game <laughs> podcast where you talk about anything under the video game sun. I have been your host, Gingy. I've been pleasured to be on this show for the well. past year, the past 60 episodes. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and also Riley. <laughs> I've been Kolochu. We will see you guys next week. Again, stay tuned. Uh, keep a close eye on Twitter in the next couple of days. But, yeah, keep uh, a close thank eye on Pixel's Twitter and keep an eye on my Twitter if you want to see where I'm going. Yes. So we will see you all next time. Bye.